you know, good week of practice so far. Obviously, today's Friday. We'll finalize, you know, some of the situational stuff we work throughout the week. We'll review all the uh, early down, third down, and red area situations, and uh, continue progressing all of our big four and special teams. Uh, that being said, you know, we still got a little bit of time to go before the game. The game plan is never truly final for us. We're always working all the way up to the game and adjustments in the game. So we'll do whatever's best for the team at the time. So that being said, I'll look up to any questions you may have. We, uh, we haven't talked to you since before practice Wednesday. Yeah, you guys didn't show up yesterday, so I was actually <laughs> waiting for this. But you know, I guess it was a holiday or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so how, how has Saquon looked these last couple of days? And have you guys made a decision yet on Sunday? So he's had a good couple of days. He's got one more hurdle to kind of clear today. We're going to make sure that we kind of just take everything into account. Um, I'd say, you know, his work on the field has been very promising. Um, he's done a lot of things that we've needed to see. Uh, so we'll see how today turns out for him and a couple other guys coming on through. But we had a couple guys in the same bucket right now. But I'd say, you know, all the guys that have been coming back have been very encouraging throughout the week. What's the one more hurdle today for him, Joe? I just got to go through the medical staff a little bit. Okay. He's got to go a little bit through the medical staff and doctors, kind of consider a couple things in here right there. Joe, is there anyone you've ruled out yet Sunday? Uh, not officially, not 100%. Um, you know, Evan will be the guy that we're going to take a look at today for final time. We'll see where that is. Uh, I'd say he did some good things yesterday with the trainers. We'll see how he progresses. Again, a few of these guys, you kind of get them on the front end. They look a little bit, you know, worse off than maybe it may be. And some of these guys push real hard to get back. I know in Evan's mind, he's pushing to get back as fast as he can. Uh, obviously, we'll make the right decision for him and the team. But he'd be the one that's kind of a little bit furthest away right now. You said promising, encouraging. About Saquon before, but what would it take for him not to play at this point? Would it would have to be some? I would see some kind of a. I'd say there's some kind of a setback that's unforeseen that would happen today, or some kind of response to his body after practice, um, with you know going through a week's practice. What it looks like. Joe, the the doctors gave him the clearance to go practice. Is there a final clearance in the sense of now he's ready for a game? Yeah, I think that's what we're looking at today. You know, we're looking at in terms of the entire body work throughout the week and, and what we can do with them, and is that best for him? Is that best for the team? The figure that he is here, right. if he is able to go, which we're assuming he is, if he gets through today, right. you know, can you speak to uh, just what the psychological uh, effect that could be for your offense and for the group? Since so, so many guys look up to him and, and and the hard work he's done to get to this point. Well, I think the biggest thing about Saquon with the team in terms of the psychological part, you know, look, we're, we're prepared to play with whoever we have available. That's number one. It's kind of you know whatever happens, next man up. We got to go out there and execute, and everyone's got to be focused on their own job and how they have to impact the game. You know, not speaking directly for, you know, anyone individual, but I could say collectively for the team. I think the thing about Saquon is, you know, the guys respect how he's worked and they see how hard, you know, and long a journey it's been for him to come all the way back from where he's been and what he's done off the field, what he's done from a leadership standpoint, you know, the things he's had to go through and the attitude he's displayed along the way, you know, to put himself in position to potentially play week one, week two, wherever it may end up being, uh, hopefully sooner than later. But I'd say in terms of, you know, the emotion around that, I think everyone's just genuinely happy for this guy and is, you know, really doing everything they can, like they would for any team that he's worked this hard to get back, for him to have success when he finally does. Joe, given what he did to that knee on that day, this represents a best case scenario that I don't did you always believe in the best case scenario here? Look, I just go on the medical advice that they give me and they tell me what is or isn't possible. I know, you know, that day coming off the field, we kinda of get a lot of scenarios. Best case, worst case, what it may or may not be. When you get the final diagnosis and he goes into surgery, you understand that, you know, everybody's body's different. The thing everyone has to understand is everybody's body's completely different. And everyone reacts to things differently and everyone's able to come back at a different rate. And that's not due to any kind of work or lack of work. That's just the way people's bodies respond. Um, I think this guy's done everything he possibly can to get himself ready. He's had the best attitude we could ask for. He's done everything for the team we've asked him to. 
And while I know he's tapping his feet, he's been very patient with the instructions we've given him and times we've had to pull back, times we've had to push him ahead. So I'm very pleased with everything he's done for the team and how he's responded to everything we've asked him to do. Joe, if you, if you put a guy like him on a pitch count in a game, like let's say you plan for only 10 touches, but the first three touches, he looks great, takes contact. Is there a possibility that you could be tempted as a coach to increase his workload based on how he responds in game? Or is that too dangerous to think? I think that's why you know I keep answering that question in terms of when you say a guy's cleared for a game, they gotta be cleared for a game. You know, at that point, it's, it's a guy goes out there, first three look great. Okay, what if the first three don't look great? Does that mean it changes your game plan the other way? To me, you gotta just have guys at the game who can play. Now, however we structure the game plan for individual players, you know, whether it be, you know, Saquon or any other player on our team, you know, we try to stick to that game plan until we have to make necessary adjustments in the game. You know, you want to at least start the game out with, you know, some consistency to what you prepared for so the players have an idea. Now, look, we adjust every drive on the sideline. That's our job. That's a player's job to understand that things are going to happen within it. But in terms of specific rep numbers and pitch counts, to me, it's just more important to know this guy's healthy. You know, to me, if you go out there for one snap, I want to make sure you're able to go out for that one snap full speed. In terms of the volume that we may play any specific player, a lot of it will be dictated by the flow of the game. Um, but a lot of decisions get made in game. I wouldn't want to take someone into a game where we say he can only do this, and then all of a sudden you get to a point you have to do more. You know, if you go in with a certain plan, you want to stick to that plan as best you can, knowing what's best for an individual player. But to me, it always comes down to if the doctor says a guy's healthy, I got to take his word on that right there. I've got to see him move for myself as a coach on the field and have confidence that he's going to go out there and be able to execute what we ask him to do. But what I tell the medical staff all the time is like, look, I can control volume in practice, I can't control intensity. Okay, I can tell the guys it's, you know, whatever percent, you know, it's to tell a guy it's 80%, what does that mean to him on the field? They're going to react and adjust and do something accordingly to be moving fast to make a play. Um, so for me, it's when I put them on the field, they've just got to know, you know, that they can go out there and healthily do what we ask them to do. How's, uh, how's Kyle Rudolph, uh, been, he's finally been practicing for the last couple of weeks, how's he been holding up? He's been doing a good job for us. He's been doing a good job. I know Kyle did a lot of work in this offseason, obviously coming off of surgery. Uh, you know, we kind of had some bumps in the road, not necessarily setbacks, but just, you know, some, you know, things you have to deal with in any, you know, course of rehab getting back. I'd say the last two weeks have been very encouraging with him. Um, it's very, it's good having him out there. I'd say there's a high trust level with a guy like that, not just from the experience he's had in the league, but also what you see him do on the practice field, how he prepares, the plays he makes, the things he does. So, you know, you see a guy do it in practice, that gives you the confidence for the game to go ahead and, you know, rely on him. How's Kenny, how's Kenny look for you? He missed, he missed a lot of time there with that hamstring injury, like pretty, pretty much close to a month. Yeah, there's been a number of guys who've been in a similar situation. Um, you know, Kenny obviously in that group, you know, he's definitely been coming back at a good rate. He's moved well. Uh, we've obviously structured some of the volume day by day, a little bit different for him and some other guys in terms of accounting for the time that they missed. And it's not necessarily just always trying to shut them down to shut them down, but you have to understand that, you know, you've got to get in football shape and that doesn't happen overnight. So with these guys, we've got to kind of structure it in for their bodies to respond the right way. So when we push them, we know we can go ahead and we can push them all the way and then go out there and operate. But he's, he's been good. Specialist on the practice about last year, obviously with COVID and stuff. How come you're not doing it this year? I mean, look, right now coming out of training camp, um, you know, this is kind of the best mix of guys that we felt take a look at. Uh, I'd say our roster and the practice squad is no different. It's really an extension of our roster is always evolving. Uh, there's going to be a lot of change in that throughout the entire year. I would not rule out at any point having a specialist or, you know, some other specific player, you know, for a specialty role at any time. Um, if someone we believe can help the team or someone can develop into a greater role, you know, I think Santoso last year is a great example. He was a guy that obviously we had available, you know, for the COVID precautions, what we may deal with. But the other thing, too, was this guy really developed throughout the course of being here. I think Tom Quinn and T-Mac did a great job with this guy on a daily basis. He came to work every day, 
did everything we asked him to do. At some points, we had to have him ready to go ahead and be elevated for the 53, you know, with Graham coming off COVID and stuff last year, things of that nature. But, yeah, you, know, you kind of watch the development of players. To me, it's important that everybody you have here has a chance to develop and help you. Everyone here should be competing for a position. I talked to the team this morning a little bit about, you know, it's different than college. You know, there's, there's actives and inactives at game. Sometimes the guy's inactive because of the health situation. Sometimes you're inactive as a healthy scratch. And you've got to make sure you identify for those players what they have to do to be at the game. To me, it's no different with practice squad. With the practice squad rules, with allowing you the flex-ups, that makes everybody every week for me a candidate to be at the game. Whoever's practicing the best, performing the best, and playing, we've got to go ahead and reward that, make sure we give our team the best chance by putting guys on the grass that come out and do it on a day-by-day basis. A number of years has had this weird run of not winning season openers. You've only been here for one of them, obviously, but you, you came, you got off to a bad start last year. Can you speak to the the importance of, of getting off fast and, and uh, you know w- with a win? Yeah. So the first thing I'd say is there's not a game in history that's relevant or a season in history that's relevant to what's going to happen this year. Every game's independent. Every every year's a new team. You know, I would say specifically in terms of starting fast. Look, we all talk to our teams about starting fast. It's important you start fast within a game. Give yourself the best chance of not playing from behind. It's important you start fast in the season and get going. But to me, the most important thing throughout the season is improving week by week. And you've got to make sure you're a better product at the end of the season than you are to start. There's a lot of teams that come out of the gate pretty hot, right? A lot of teams kind of come out of training camp. They've mastered their playbook. They're at where they're at. And you don't see a lot of improvement with those teams as you go through the year. Look, for us, we're always looking to turn a roster as much as possible to get the best talent in here, the best fits for our team, to schematically figure out who we are. To me, September football is really about identifying who you are and putting your players in a position to be competitive and successful through those early games. But you want to make sure that, you know, you really hit your stride as you get going, but you've got to take this part of the season to really make sure you continue improving on who you are from a fundamental basis, football conditioning, you know, situationally. But you've got to kind of find out still who you are. I know the number one question is, are right, you coming out of training camp? Okay, you've already had a month, but you look at our roster right now. How many guys are on our roster, practice squad, that didn't go through training camp with us? The reality is that's a lot of teams in the league. You've got to come through this part of the season, all right, and really make sure you give everyone a chance to get on the field and truly identify what you're going to be as a team. You've got to improve in each phase of the season. Right now we're in the first quarter of the season. That's important to start fast. Okay, it's more important to finish strong in that fourth quarter, make sure you're a better team as you go down the stretch. Over the last couple of weeks, players have said, you know, I'm really excited to get the season underway. I mean, you as a coach, do you just take it the same way or are you – already looking ahead to uh, Washington or whatever. I mean, is it exciting for you? It's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Look, I think there's obviously emotion and adrenaline's going to be pumping on Sunday. You know, to me, the game's really about, you know, that, you know, three hours of execution you have on a Sunday, but it really starts with the prep that you do throughout the week. Uh, look, there's naturally a different feel in the building. The second you go from the end of training camp, and all of a sudden you've got a game week, Look, every coach and every player, there is a different sense of emotion within the building. Now, it builds up. You know, a lot of times guys come in on that Wednesday of the first game, and they're kind of ramped up and amped up and ready to roll. And it's like, hey, man, like, you can't peak on Wednesday afternoon. We've got to put the work in and build up. There's going to be mistakes early in the week. We've got to clean them up on Thursday, clean them up on Friday, finalize it, get through the Saturday walkthroughs and feel good going into Sunday. Uh, but in terms of the emotion, yeah, of course I'm excited. The, the biggest thing is, though, you got to kind of keep it right here, right? You can't ride that emotional roller coaster up and down. You can't go with the highs and the lows. You got to be consistent, correct the mistakes of the players, you know, build on what they do successfully, and just keep showing evidence as you go through the year of what's going to help us be a better team, what's going to help us be a more competitive team, and how can I help these players maximize their potential.